Welcome to Gaston County Matters with Dickie Spargo. Join us as we explore the community in which we live. Together, we'll visit some of the incredible people who live here, the hidden points of interest that keep people coming back, and the incredible history that has made us one of the most interesting counties in North Carolina. Welcome to another incredible episode of Gaston County Matters. I'm here with my sidekick, Stuart. Stuart, how are you doing today, buddy? Man, I'm doing phenomenal. I'm doing phenomenal. And I am excited about this episode that we're, we're introducing today. Um, listening to Senator Roush, we're on part two of his interview. Yes. Man's got so much good info that we're, we're into the second part. And listen, and this is underrated. It's like sitting down and listening to your grandfather yeah. tell stories. I know not everyone has a grandfather. Exactly. I, you know, I, I don't have that privilege myself. And so this uh, this interview was such a blessing to me, and I and I hope that it will be for our listeners as well. I know it will be because many of us, uh, myself included, my grandparents were passed away. My grandfather was, and I never got a chance to have a conversation with him. And I think mm. the conversation may be just like what we're about to hear because it was a different era mm-hmm. in the 40s and the 50s and even the 60s. And, and Senator Roush, he kind of walks us through how did we get to where we are now? It really is an eye-opening episode, Stuart. Mm-hmm. It, it is for sure. Um, I mean, even coming up on this episode to where how he got to where he is, and that that's the part of his story that we're gonna gonna enter into. And um, I can't wait. I know. So um, I, I welcome your reviews. Share this with others, but enjoy as we have a conversation with Senator Marshall Rush. You know, uh, and I was uh, here in Gaston County as a, as a little boy in the 60s and was bused in 68 uh, to Woodhill Elementary. And But speaking about your faith, uh, we, we have to, I, I do have to ask you, you're a, a Jewish businessman uh, in the Christmas ornament business. is yeah. a little unusual. Uh, tell us how you got in the Christmas, Christmas ornaments. That's a funny story. <laughs> I had a small textile business where we wound crochet thread, kite cord, wrapping cord. You know, when you buy that today, it's on a paper cylinder strap. That's what we did, mostly crochet thread. We had a nice little business. One day I got a call and I answered the phone and I said, Marshall Roush, he says, Marsh. Nobody calls me Marsh. <laughs> Marsh, this is Bill. Oh, Bill, how are you? I'm a salesman. <laughs> he says, I'm fine. How are you? He says, you playing any golf? I said, yeah, I play. He says, how are you doing? Not too well. I said, how about you? You playing golf? He said, gin rummy was a big thing then. You play gin rummy? Yeah, I play gin rummy. You play gin rummy? Yeah, that's the conversation. <laughs> And he says, Marsh, I understand that you can wind a ball. I said, yeah, I do it every day. You know, I'm building myself up. (laughs) And uh, he says, uh, well, I'm going to send you a ball, and if you can duplicate it, we're going to do a lot of business. He says, I'll get it right out to you. Wait, wait. I said, Bill, don't hang up. Which bill is this? <laughs> he says, we never met. You might know this. He says, my name is Bill Spiegel from Chicago. 
that might not mean anything to you, but they were like used to be like the internet is now. There used to be two catalogs, mm. Sears and Spiegel's. Spiegel's, oh. right, right. He, um, Bill Spiegel from Spiegel's. Yeah. Well, okay, so he sends me a sample. Now, what he sent me was a round, hollow papier-mâché ball wrapped with a 450 denier red rayon thread. I think you, the textile area, you know, 450 is a heavy then a uh, dyed red rayon thread, and in it, he had a little leaf, an imported leaf. You've probably seen them, the nice-looking green with a brown tint and a little stem. That's in it. And I say, this man's in business selling artificial fruit. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a, when I went in business, um, my in-laws, my wife's family, that's the Gerard Goldberg family, Bessemer City was where they were. They gave me a job, and then when I started my own business, uh, my brother-in-law suggested that I take a man named Wade Fowler with me to be my supervisor, and I did, and that worked out well. But there was close connection with Mr. Fowler and I. So I call him in and I look, can you make this, Mr. Fowler? He said, someone else made it. I can make it. Now, he was not formally educated, but he was an engineer, probably better than a lot of them with <laughs> master's degrees, right. you know. He said, if someone else made it, I can make it. Okay. So uh, I give it to him to fool around with. Spiegel calls. He said, you get the sample? I said, yes. He said, can you make it? I said, someone else made it. I can make it. <laughs> <laughs> we had a hard time. You see, it was round and hollow, and we were accustomed to uh, making all of this with a, uh, a holder with knuckles in it. Mm. And you would take the cylinder that you had and push it down on those knuckles, and it would hold it. And then when you wanted to come off later, you pull it and the knuckles release. But you couldn't put knuckles inside of a ball like that. So we went to a styrofoam ball, and we put a square spindle up into the styrofoam ball, and then it was easy. We just wrapped the, the thread around it. Well, oh, Mr. Fowler, by the way, he went home for lunch one day, but he went home for lunch every day. That was not unusual. He lived in a house uh, probably 200 yards from the plant. He had lunch, took a nap, and came back. That was fun. <laughs> that was the deal. He came in. He said, uh, when I went home and took my nap, I figured out how to make the, <laughs> the deal. See? Wow. And that's when... Uh, he figured it all out. So, in short, Spiegel came down and he uh, said, how many can you make between now and the end of the year? Well, I figured it out, and it was 300,000 dozen. 300,000 dozen. Um, and he took the order, and about then I began to realize how we're making Christmas ornaments because he wanted them in different colors. So it started off... Tremendous. We couldn't uh, 
meet the demand. One thing bothered me very much. Spiegel came to see me and we made a price. Now, as far as I was concerned, it was just like wrapping kite cord. There was kite cord for 10 cents. That was a small cylinder, the four-ply yarn wrapped on it, and a label. And when I sold that for 54 cents a dozen, 54 cents a box, I made 20%. I made almost 11 cents. That was good. Right. So, no, on this, Christ on this Christmas ornament, no. I'm going to make more. I'm going to double it. So instead of 54 cents, I said I'm going to charge you uh, 64 cents. Well, he had to play his games, and he knocked it down to 63. Well, I was happy as can be. I was going to make uh, $60,000 on that order. I didn't know it. I'm selling it to him to 63 cents. He was selling it to S.H. Cress and Woolworth for $2.10. Wow. <laughs> However, uh, <laughs> I'm not a real dummy. I had only given him a price and exclusive for a year. And the next year, we patented that product in the name of Mr. Fowler. And we did become the uh, largest Christmas ornament manufacturer in the world. We went to a million ornaments a day, every day, Man. except a week during Christmas and a week during July 4th. Those machines ran 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Now, a million ornaments a day, that's a number, but this is scary. We broke 40,000 ornaments a day. The glass, to make a Christmas ornament, the first thing you do is put a mirror inside. So they were all very right, shiny. Right. And I still say to this day, if they put a certain amount into the tar that they put on the roads, it'd be great. Yeah. But anyway, we had a lot of fun. And everybody asks me, how does a Jewish fella feel going into the Christmas ornament business? And uh, I think uh, it's fine because uh, one of our fellas started the whole thing. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, uh, that's that's a uh, that's a great response right there, my friend. Well, you know, um, you look around Gaston County and you see two things on every street corner, just about a church and a beer store. And you, you know, looking at churches, uh, you know, I'm a pastor of a church, and our, our audience here today are folks that are uh, that work here, serve here at our church. What do you what from your viewpoint? What do you think churches in Gaston County? should be doing? What, what are some things that you would like to see churches do more of? Well, we do have one temple, and we need to do more of also. So <laughs> right. it's a, both. It's all of us. All of us. Yes, sir. I believe 360,000 kids in North Carolina go to bed hungry every night. 360,000 kids. You've had children. When a baby cries, you do anything in the world. That's a big problem. We are, um, the government is looking after able people, but they don't do enough for those who can't do for themselves. And I believe you are your brother's keeper. That's right. But you asked me what we can do. That's so hard. One person can't go out and, well, it's good. It's good if one person goes out and, seeks a family and helps them. 
but that's not the way it's going to be done. I, I am not wise enough right. to to give you a solution. I just know it can be done. Yes, sir. And I, uh, I think I certainly, uh, Marshall. One thing is we can do more. Yeah, I think we can we, agree oh, on definitely, that. Definitely, definitely. I will tell you this. I know. Let me regress for a second. In Judaism, you do something good. It's a mitzvah. That's a mitzvah. If I help a lady across the street, if I give a poor person a dollar, if I call a sick person, that's a mitzvah. Just like a person who can give millions of dollars, that's a mitzvah. You don't know which is the biggest mitzvah, mm -hmm. the one who gives the money or the one who gives the dollar. Now, secret mitzvahs will make you strong. Mm. I assure you, if you do things for people ever so little and don't brag about it, you will find this is, this is not written in the Old Testament. <laughs> I just know because it's worked for me. What has given me the strength, the happiness, able to do what I do is because at this point in my life, there are a lot of people who I have been able to help and when I see one, they come up to me and smile, and they say, do you remember? And I honestly believe that that's what keeps building me up, and you can right. do the same thing. I will tell you something I know that is just starting. This would be great for the churches to do. Or any of you teachers, or you got a, someone in your family who's a teacher, okay, you know there are kids in those classes who need and you've taken a dollar out of your pocket a time or two. There are kids who come in who don't get lunch. They're, the reason they don't get lunch is they don't have a social security card. Mm -hmm. The reason they don't have a social security card, uh, they were born to immigrants or they, they immigrated here. Well, the little two or three-year-old kid didn't know that. Now that kid's in school, the other kids go in for lunch and they don't have the money for lunch. So I know teachers have bought shoes, gloves, given coats. Here's what I know someone is doing. Starting a fund with the uh, teacher in each school who uh, is most social. They have social workers, I think. Right. Uh, that social worker, in many instances already, has a fund. They don't have to answer to anybody. That money cannot be taken and used by the football coach or the basketball coach, although the, the money was given to the school. That teacher, when somebody, when somebody needs underwear, when they need food, all a teacher has to do is put, number one, $8 food. That's all. No names are done. But in that way, Hundreds and hundreds of the kids who need it are yeah. going to be helped. So start stuff like that's, that. That's wonderful, and we want to get involved in that because there really is no reason for a kid to go hungry or a kid to go without a coat mm. in our community. There's absolutely no reason. What do you think, uh, Marcia, you know, you've served in the North Carolina State Senate. You've served here in our uh, gas, in the city of Gastonia. What do you, looking, looking today at Gaston County, what do you think are some of our biggest challenges that we have? Bringing in industry, bringing in industry and educating our folks 
to the best of our ability. We've got a community college. It, it's wonderful. Giving people the opportunity to work and sustain themselves, but there's always that large number of people who can't. I'm talking about a place like Holy Angels. Right. Yes, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. I wish I could give you an answer. I understand. Uh, it hurts me to, to think about it, but... Well, you know, I was talking to our county manager, Earl Mathers, who's a yeah. wonderful man, and he, yeah. uh, I think right along with what you're saying, he, 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 from his vantage point, being over the budget in Gaston County, uh, said our biggest problem is poverty. And, yeah. and, what, and, of course, there's emotional poverty, there's spiritual poverty, there's financial poverty. Poverty has a lot of different aspects to it. And uh, Well, finally, Marsha, thank you for, your, for being here with us. And, you know, I know you've been very active at the temple, and our temple uh, here in, in Gastonia is one of the oldest ones in, in the state of North Carolina. Yes. Um, I believe our temple, being over 100 years old, is the uh, longest active reform temple in North Carolina. That's what I understood. That's, that's phenomenal, and congratulations on that. How has your faith in God personally helped you in your life? It is my life. I was fortunate. I was educated for my bar mitzvah, 13. And uh, like most 13-year-olds, after the bar mitzvah, now I can play football in the afternoon instead of studying. <laughs> and I went the, I went the uh, football or basketball route. I'll tell you, in World War II, in France, I was in the infantry, combat infantry. I was lying on the ground. I think it was the first night that I was out there wow. with a loaded gun. And I was alone. I mean, I knew I had a lot of people near me. And I was lying on the ground, and no two parts of my body were on the ground at the same time. I was shaking. So. And I said to God, uh, get me out of this. Take care of me. And I will wear a mezuzah all my life. Mm -hmm. In this mezuzah, it says, I'll give you a little bit of it in Hebrew. This says, there is one God. Oh, it says a lot, but what it says is there's one God. And uh, I've got religion out there. It has become more a part of my life all the time. Every morning, I... Uh, you don't know what talus and tefillin. That's something uh, Jewish people pray with. I read Proverbs, mm. and I read my prayer book every morning, every night. And I, I hope my religion, I hope I've acted like a religious person today because I sure want to be. That's, that's wonderful. Well, we thank you for your work here in our, our city. Our city's a, a better place to live because of your work. Uh, thank you for being a, a, a good businessman here in our community as well. And so, and, and, and I think for all of our listeners today and, and our staff here in our room, we've been very inspired by you. And we're, we're, we're praying that your, your next 50 years are going to be fantastic as well. <laughs> and uh, any, any closing thoughts you'd like to say to us? No, so. I'm flattered to have been here. I've enjoyed it. And uh, 
appreciate what your church does, not only for you, but for our community. Thank you. We've been so blessed in Gaston County to have leaders like Marshall Roush. Our community is a different place, mm. a better place because of men like this. And I don't know about you, Stuart, but um, there was so much in that conversation. I had no clue these things had taken place. Uh, no kidding. I mean, everything from pigeon racing to <laughs> to to the just the staunch segregation yep. that existed to to Christmas ornaments. Uh, I mean, we, we cover it all. Yeah. And, and, and to have lived such a colorful, fulfilling life and, and to um, hear that story firsthand yep. is just incredible. And I'll tell you what, I had to listen to it two or three times to catch everything <laughs> he said. It was it was a delight. It was fantastic. And it just reminds me, all of us have a story to live. You know, mm. there's there's a purpose, a plan for everyone uh, in, 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 in our community, and, and God has a purpose for you. And, and so you may look at yourself and say, I haven't done all the things that, that Marshall Roush has done. No, God didn't call you to be Marshall Roush. <laughs> You're right. God called you to be you. And so I want to encourage you also, all of us, we need to be praying for our elected officials. It's not mm. easy being in politics. It's a very divisive time in our country's history, as, as we heard from Marshall Roush. But I, I'm telling you all, we are better together and Stuart, uh, we're, we've also got some great episodes coming up. How's the best way for someone to, to share this with their friends? We do have some great episodes coming up. So the easiest way is to go grab a link, probably off SoundCloud, although okay. we are on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play as well, and, and post that to your social media. Text it to your friends. Uh, send it in an email to them. However you contact them and, and share uh, funny things that you find on the internet because we all know we have memes and gifts that get shared <laughs> everywhere. All the all the cats, all the little babies. Right. So so take a moment out of your day if you would and uh, and share this episode with with some of your friends in that same way. That would be that would be phenomenal. Let's become an evangelist for Gaston County. Look, we we got a great community. This podcast is dedicated to helping our community get stronger and better, and really seeing the stories behind the story. So on behalf of Stuart myself. I want to thank you for being a part of our Gaston County Matters family. Mm. We're praying God's richest blessings on you and your family today. God bless you. Thank you for listening. We've enjoyed sharing today's discussion with you. If you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and share us with your friends. Then join us next time as we bring you Gaston County Matters.